0: Welcome to a JoyCast from Joy94.9. Visit joy.org.au to find out more about our JoyCasts.
1: Salut to mes belles gays et mes beaux lesos. C'est Matthew Mitchum et vous écoutez à Joy94.9.
0: And welcome to Been There, Done That on Joy ninety four point nine. Croaky Chris here, and who else have I got in the studio? Well, you've got
2: you've got Gordon, but you were croaky last week too, weren't you?
0: No. Oh, a little frog in the throat, was it? Oh, I think he's I think he's been having some tadpoles or something. (laughs) (laughs) And Philip, what's your diagnosis? And haven't you croaked yet? (laughs) (laughs) Well, hasn't your croak croaked? Yes. Indeed, thank you very much. Welcome to being There, Done That, Joy's program that lives up to its name.
2: Yeah, because we most of us have been there and done that, haven't we? We <laughs> so, don't always admit to it. No, but we don't, know, but we can talk about it because we have been there in lots of cases.
0: Well, if not, we read up about it, mm. even if it's ever so briefly sometimes. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but we... We do extrapolate a little, and we can tell a really good story. Yes, that's right. Doesn't have to be true. Just have
2: a little bit of truth in it. No, it could be fake news, like somebody that's fond of saying the word. Oh. He didn't invent
1: that term, though, didn't he? Oh, no. right. Was
2: that from The Simpsons? Was it?
1: No, no, it was a more legitimate source, but um, <laughs> right. he's he's used it to his advantage. Oh yes, has he ever?
0: one of the newspapers overseas has decided to have boxes explaining each of his expressions his phrasings to interpret them and right. to, to comment about their uh, appropriateness or the the truth of them so i just wonder how long before that masthead is going to be called fake news
2: <laughs> i would think so very quickly it's <laughs> not by perhaps not by him but by somebody in his coterie
0: We're going to be talking about things happening locally, uh, nearby, in Indonesia, a little bit later on, maybe. Over in Europe, this thing's been happening uh, in in a gay way, Mm. and that's... Basically, the theme of our show is to explore our own existence in this world.
2: We are here, and we've been here for a hell of a long time, so we, we've always been part of you history, I think. You mean
0: we as a human race? No we, we as we
2: Gordon, as the, no, we as the gay community, we've been here for thousands of years because we have to have been, because otherwise we wouldn't have been mentioned in the Old Testament, would we?
0: Well, that's right. You know,
2: so we've got to be here for thousands of years, So, and we're not going away.
0: Funny
1: about that. We, we do like to be written about.
0: But locally, what has happened this last weekend, there was a great announcement by the Uniting Church.
1: Yes, it was a wonderful,
2: wonderful announcement that they would um, a- allow gay marriages in the-, the church, as long as the pastor, the relevant pastor, whether they would be willing to do it. The you minister. Know, the minister. Okay, well, yeah, the minister would be willing to-, to marry a couple of
1: out and proud gays and lesbians. Yes, you're thinking of Bolognese. Am I? Yes, you put that on your pastor. I was, all oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Philip. Thank you, Philip. Yeah, but
2: uh, it, it was very interesting that they're going to write a completely new order
1: of,
0: order
2: service. of service for a gay community. In other so. words,
0: they're going to use respectful language, you
1: dumbos. Yeah. Otherwise, you'd hear, you know, Bill Smith, you take this man. <laughs> 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 what? what? Why are well, you standing there?
0: But I just go back to that first marriage ceremony that was referred to in the press once it became legal and it was the applause by the people in the church at that time when they used for the first time without going back to the old wording this man and this woman yeah
2: they said this couple or something yes Yes. Uh, which which was and they clapped and applauded yes it was very very good and so it should be look but then again We're lucky really here in Australia because at the moment over in America they could be um, bringing in a very, very conservative member into the Supreme Court who will be uh, reviewing again the same-sex marriage laws in America. The uh, gay people in America are going to be having to uh, look look out for themselves I think too as well although they, they are protesting about the naming of this man.
1: Yeah, that's a big problem with their court system is that the sitting president gets to nominate the replacement judges. And
2: the bloke that he's nominated could live could be there for 40 years
1: or more. Well, they're generally pretty old when they start.
2: Yeah, well, he's only in his 40s, oh. this young bloke, so yeah. so
0: I think it's bold that the Uniting Church has actually decided that they can go against the grain as it were, of the other major f- churches yes. and show them the way, show them that it is possible.
2: But Chris, I think you'll find that the Uniting Church have been very, very um, forward in lots of aspects of, of religious life. Mm. They've been more free to think about what they would like to do in relation to different things that, to what the other more um, rigid church
1: principles are. Were they uniting the Anglican and the Presbyterian? No, 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 it
0: was Presbyterian, Methodist.
1: And uniting church. Yeah. There were three
2: churches that were of a a similar system. But
1: only the progressive ones because there are still Presbyterian churches.
2: Yeah, there there are some of the churches didn't want to break – if they didn't want to – to join the, the union of the Uniting mm. Church. They could stay as a Presbyterian church if mm. they wanted to.
1: So in a sense, the only church that was ever likely to make this change would be the Uniting Church.
2: Yes, although you'd never know. They may finally get around to it in the Anglican Church or the if they get enough people to, of, of sense. It'll never happen in the. I would think in the Catholic Church, they will oh. always be against it. But anyhow, Don't they
1: have such a problem with reality. Those people. Yeah, and <laughs> uh,
0: how many people do they represent? Any anyway? rate, yeah, It's yeah. a proportion of the uh, community. Mm. Uh, well, that brings us to Israel. Mm. And the situation that's arisen there. Apparently, bill has been passed in the state parliament, the Knesset, which excludes LGBTI couples from surrogacy, birth by surrogacy. yes yeah.
2: d- does it d- does it, it dis- exclude them from um, IVF treatment as well, or is it just the surrogacy? Because I didn't know, I didn't read whether anywhere in there where it sort of said IVF treatment which is another totally different thing, of course.
0: Well, that's right, and Mm. perhaps there is some leeway. Mm. However, Mm. I I can't imagine that the strict Orthodox Jews will allow that either, as well. Probably not. IVF, no. Mm. Mm. That's really mixing the blood, and you don't know whether the matriarchal line will continue.
2: Well, that's got to, got to be, doesn't it, with, mm. the, with the Jewish religion, it is matriarchal. Mm.
0: So there's thousands of people marched last weekend in Tel Aviv to protest against the nation-state bill, which went to a vote on Monday, but I haven't seen the report in today's papers. What has happened?
2: Mm, well, I, I didn't see anything in the paper when I was reading it.
0: Also, you've brought in a little
2: piece of music for us to play Oh, yeah. Uh, during the week, uh, one of my heartthrobs died. He was 86. Died on the 8th of July. Born on the 11th of July, actually. And um, he passed away last week, actually. At the age 8th of July, 86? At the age of 86. And I'm talking about the gorgeous, drop-dead gorgeous, Tab Hunter. Oh. He, he was out and proud. Um, he he didn't come out while he was he was out, but he wasn't allowed to be out on when he was in a, as a movie star. Oh, as a movie star, as he movie was part star, of the Hollywood model. Oh my goodness, he was. He, I just thought he was the most so beautiful looking man. But when but the, the, the photo of him that I saw on the news at eighty six, he still looked a very very handsome man. Mm. He, yeah, and he he appeared in lots and lots of movies. He was a heartthrob for all the women, not knowing that he was gay. It's a bit like Rock Hudson, you know. He, they all loved him as well. But well, he, he
1: comes up on on a Google search of Tab Hunter. Other people to search for includes Rock Hudson. Yeah, yeah.
2: <laughs> Tab used to um, do singing movies as well. He used to sing in the movies and and also did uh, I think something on Broadway at one stage too. So he's quite a talented man and very yeah. good looking. Beautiful looking. It it
0: comes from the era where multi talented people got the Guernsey. Because the studios needed to squeeze every bit out of them because they were money making machines on legs. That's right. Yeah. Whether you were male or female, you had to be an actor, but you had to be able to dance as well, or in this case.
2: Yeah. Sing, although
0: yeah. I'm not sure the tab ever had proper singing lessons. But well, he has. He's
2: got a very pleasant voice. He has a very pleasant voice. Oh yeah. Yes, yes. So why don't we play a little bit of Tab Hunter singing?
0: Oh, all right then. Hey, good looking. What you got cooking? How's about cooking some up with me? Find us a brand new recipe I got a hot rod Ford and a two dollar bill I know a spot right over the hill With soda pop and the dance of free So if you want to have fun, come along with me Hey, hey, good looking What you got cooking? How's my cooking some up with me?
1: This JOY program has a podcast, and you can subscribe to it at joy.org.au.
0: You're with Gordon, Phil and Chris. Been there, done that. JOY 94.9. And if we wanted to have communications, we'll have written intercourse with our listener... Oh, that's a bit of a different intercourse,
1: isn't well, it? I, I don't know if we can do it. <laughs> <laughs> we, we, we do actually have a, an email address. Oh, well, oh, that we? might
0: be the easiest way to do it. Then, well, maybe. throwing
1: pigeons at the studio is frowned upon. <laughs> well, we've got some <laughs> so, out the window. Yeah, they're the ones who couldn't get away. <laughs> <laughs> but um, being there at joy.org.au is the address at which you can contact us and tell us what we've said wrong, what we've said that pleased you, or just basically... <laughs> Praise us or correct us. Oh, well. We've got thick skins.
2: Right. Have we got some liquid paper to correct us, have we?
1: Uh, I used to use liquid paper, but then I couldn't read the screen anymore. Oh, couldn't you? Oh, well, just got I... covered in white.
2: <laughs> oh, covered in white again, yeah. Okay, right. That's what I did the other day when I was working in my studio. I gessoed some old paintings. Mm. Set them white again so I could paint over them. <laughs>
0: Oh, really? Yeah.
2: That, that's a trick that the old masters used to Oh, do. they used to, yeah, all the old masters. When you realise in the old days the canvases were so damned expensive that they, if they painted something that they didn't like, they'd just paint straight over they, they it. I don't think they even used gesso. I just think they painted straight over.
0: Hello, hello, what they didn't use?
2: Gesso, which is a white stuff that covers any other painting that's on your um, oh. canvas, and it makes it white again so you can paint.
1: It sounds like the justice system. Yes,
2: that's it's probably problem. Make, make it all white again. Make it all white again, yeah.
0: On this day, well not quite on this day but on the 1st of July 1937 was introduced in the UK the first telephone emergency system.
1: Mm. Now, I was surprised I by that. that.
0: Yeah, it's you would have thought that something had been set up
1: earlier than that. Well, I guess they had local fire station numbers. Mm. And if you had an emergency, you'd, you'd call your police, ambulance or fire.
2: But Phil, prior to that, how many telephones would probably be in use in different areas of England? You know, this is another thing because or 1937, in they wouldn't be, they wouldn't be, not every house would have an emergency telephone or a telephone. No. You know, it, it, it probably they had to wait till they got to a certain level of usage before they could bring this system in.
1: Yeah, it's all. Oh, I don't know the, the English history of the phone so much, mm. but the Americans had their party lines. Yes. Yeah. Well, where, we had, party like lines, in so small yeah. towns mm, and such, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. which is. I guess, a mass communication system in yeah, well, itself.
0: In itself, it was, yes. Yeah. But but in those situations, you actually had to speak to the operator. The operator to get the number. Y- all the people who were on the line would have heard the ding on their own phone when someone else had initiated the call, and then they would listen in. And that was the problem, but also a benefit, because everybody listening into that conversation would have heard the teller Speaking to the operator, get the uh, ambulance, get the fire brigade, get the police mm. down to mm. such and such. And all the other eavesdroppers, treacle beakers, would have, heard, would the have heard the same story and mm. got their asses into gear as mm. well. Mm.
2: Mm. Yeah, it, because uh, we were on it. We, uh, we had party. Uh, no, we didn't have party line. We did have party line when I was growing up. in, yeah. in the, Not party line, but you had to ring the operator to get the yeah. number you wanted. But the operator could tell you everything that was going but on in, in the town. In England,
0: the, uh, the phone number that they all had to ring for emergencies was 999.
1: And back in the day, the rotary telephone, it would have been just as silly as our triple zero. Because it's such a long way to Because it's the longest dialed number around and has to click all the way back to zero. Yeah, that's right. So the fire could be out by the time (laughs) (laughs) you've got the
0: phone done. However, the direct dialing, the digital dialing that we've got at the moment is pretty Slick. slick
2: yes it does go quick yeah but even even if they had been dialing one 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 it would have been fairly quick it would have been quicker than a hell of a lot quicker than zero 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 the
1: current dual tone system Mm. uses two frequencies for every number so it makes it harder to emulate all right but there was a young man we'll get back to emergencies in a minute young man in northern california called steve jobs all right before his apple days He created a black box that you could put up to a public phone and make free long-distance phone calls.
0: Oh. Because
1: it emulated all the little codes that the phone it was company a was using. tone
0: generator. Yes. Mm-hmm. I think I might still have one of my the, those in my little box of tricks. Oh, my goodness. I be. should bring that in. Oh, well,
2: it probably wouldn't work unless you had a landline. No, well don't know what it would do with mobile. Yeah, that's what I'm getting at. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> it's a wonderful thing because that was an emergency service. But what have we got these days with emergency services, which oh. are so much more advanced?
1: Now we just got a new toy what, last week.
0: Yeah. Well they, they tested it to the city yeah. residents I didn't hear it. And occupants at the time. Mm. I was travelling down Collins Street in mm-hmm. a tram at the time, midday last Tuesday, the tenth of July, when they did a city wide
2: Emergency the, Alert.
0: Yeah. And and we I think most of us have already experienced the, the building evacuation systems in high rise buildings. Yep. Well, this was broadcast to the streets. So there are now speakers up and down every street in the CBD. And it's loud enough that everybody can hear it, but it's not boomy because they've got speakers very close together. Phil, so you don't uh, get that echo. Chris,
2: what, what, what's the sort of sound, though? Is it a whoop-whoop? Yeah. It, it, oh, right. It, it, I just wonder whether yeah. they were sort of a, an, no, somebody the, speaking or something. Rather.
0: Once again, there's a unified <laughs> signal. Mm-hmm. that one signal means the same thing within buildings and outside buildings as well. All right. So it's a, like we have the fire test for a city yeah. building. Yeah, well, we've had them How here from time. Now we have the fire test for the streets of the city. All
2: oh, right, right, Because I, would, I don't only come into the city once a week, basically.
0: So I, I don't know what the police would say, but, Phil, you've had
1: experience in other cities where they've got alarm systems as well. Yeah, in Hawaii, they have the tsunami warning test. First Saturday of every month, mm-hmm. and it just echoes through all these high-rise hotels. Yeah, it's nice to know that a somebody's watching out, and b that they'd tell others about it mm. <laughs> instead of sitting up there in their ivory towers saying, "Oh, those people are going to get wet."
2: They don't have a volcano warning, though, do they? Although like, they wouldn't. Well, it's need going one. most of the time. You wouldn't need one, would you? <laughs> With the thing going off. But like those that.
1: people losing their houses bought that land knowing that it couldn't be insured. So. Yeah. I guess that's why none of them are really surprised <laughs> that the house is gone. We really need those
2: sort of emergency services because sometimes things happen where you actually need to be get the streets cleared or you've got to do something, you know, and it's um, it's it's wisest to have them.
1: Well, on that very same island in Hawaii, the big island, mm. um, they had a tsunami back in 1960. Yeah. And it took out it, – it sort of came into a bay and just scooped the whole town back out to sea. Oh, did it, really? So, yeah, yeah it's quite – Quite catastrophic.
2: Yeah, yeah. Well, look at what it did up in um, Thailand and all those when that uh, mm. they had the tsunami up there. So you really do need those sort of warnings yes. well, for, I had a, for the people.
1: Had a boyfriend in Hawaii, and he called me once to say the tsunami. Salami. 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 <laughs> salami <laughs> alarm went off. <laughs> the tsunami alarm went off, mm. and um, you know all his friends were you know headed to higher ground, which is very close in Honolulu, just up to yeah, the hills. Yeah. And um, he was staying or living on the eighth floor, so he figured he could stay home. Stay home and watch they it. They measured the tsunami when it hit Waikiki, and it was about half an inch. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, it hadn't, didn't, that was the one
1: that. A lot that, of them fizzle out. That, that did fizzle out, yeah. In the
0: times when there were threats of atomic bombs being dropped, mm-hmm. and I suppose modernly, if there were missiles going to be launched in your general direction, uh, it would be an opportunity to broadcast a
1: collective duck. Mm, Well, the American training in schools was duck and cover. So you've got a nuclear bomb (laughs) (laughs) heading your way. You're going to get under under the little wooden table.
2: Yeah, get under your school tables. Yes, that was the old thing, wasn't it? But it doesn't work like that, of course. You don't even have to be anywhere near it to be affected by it because of the radiation and the the what have you that floats around in the air.
1: While I I was living in California, they were trying to come up with an earthquake alarm. Mm. And there is a time... The, they claim it's like a pre-shock wave. Oh, right, right. And the story is that animals and birds can sense that yeah, yep. and head for the hills. Um, I don't know if they actually got far with it, but I do recall the advice was before we had our big earthquake, in the event of an earthquake, stand in a doorway yes, because that's the maximum... The strongest. The strongest, strongest part the, the of the frame that will protect you. Mm. Straight after the earthquake... They corrected that to so say, Don't do that because the earthquake makes your house move and people were getting their fingers broken when the door slammed shut. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh so yes They didn't think of that, did they? Well <laughs> the earthquakes are so few and far apart. Yeah, yeah. That if that lesson had been learnt fifty years ago Obviously, they didn't write it down. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Perhaps their fingers were broken. Yeah, but, yes. we, but, but <laughs> our, our
1: emergency services are
2: something that we really, really do need in today's modern society.
1: In fact, going home last Friday, just on the walk up to the, the tram stop, there was a, a woman there who had obviously fallen over. Yes. And she'd been picked up and put on a seat, and this guy was just holding her shoulder. And I thought, oh, there's always a policeman cause just near the corner of berg and swanson street and mm-hmm. i think there's always a policeman around i'll go find somebody before i could take two steps the mobile paramedic on his motorbike pulled up right beside her wow so i, I assume he'd been called he'd been yeah. called yes. but um you often see him in Burke street
0: yes mm. the other problem with the these sort of announcements is that it might induce panic
1: but it could do it would, yeah. or the opposite you, you're just so used to hearing the alarm during the test. You no take notice of it. Mm. You think, oh, well, that's just another test, or mm. you know, mm. you don't become alarmed.
0: Mm. Golly gosh. Nothing's
1: perfect.
2: No. <laughs> yeah, but the, what, what happens when you go through someone and it says, this door is alarmed? Ah!
1: That's so well they should have got a braver door. Yeah. <laughs> What's it scared <laughs> of? Oh. I think so, too.
0: Ah, uh, Karen Ramirez. Ramirez. Ramirez?
1: Ramirez, I Ramirez. Think is probably the word you're trying to say. Oh, really? Like Menendez. Yes. Although she didn't kill her parents. <laughs> Those Menendez boys weren't very nice.
0: She's <laughs> looking for love.
2: We all are. No, we're not. I've got mine.
0: Wow. You're enjoying 94.9, Chris, right. Phil, and Gordon.
1: is now on iHeartRadio. Take us with you anywhere.
0: You're with Chris Gordon and Phil. Been there, done that, Joy, 94.9. Yeah, we've been there. i, I got my tongue tangled.
2: <laughs> <laughs> now, we started off the program talking about the wonderful way that you can get married now in the Uniting Church here in Australia. But something dreadful happened up in Indonesia.
0: Well, in the part of Indonesia where they in have chain. a strict religious... Mm. Overlay over and above the normal law of the land. Yeah, and they have the church law, which is known as Sharia Shariah law. Sharia
2: law. Yeah, that's right. Yes,
0: and they seem to—they're uh, very be against anything and everything.
2: That's right. They seem to be. They, they, they don't seem to have any um, fun or <laughs> what have you in that law, do they? Oh. When you read about what they get charged with and all the rest of it, but
1: they know. manage to breed. Yeah, You'd think that'd be against the law.
2: Yeah, well, you would have thought so, Yeah, but that that keeps them going.
0: No, but uh, the province that they are in is called Aceh, Mm A-C-E-H, and it's the only Indonesian province to enforce such Islamic law. That's right. And there's a little bit of a fear that if, in fact, their influence uh, spreads, then instead of being a gentle interpretation of...
2: Muslim law. Muslim law, yeah.
0: as Indonesia is, then it's going to be a much severer one.
2: Well, Chris, they are trying to get that in down further down into the, the city. There's a lot of um, people that have been trying to advocate for the Sharia law to come mm. into it with, by electing people into the government who yeah. agree with it.
0: Well, one of the things they love doing is flogging people, using a whip <coughs> to... to across the back of the so-called offenders.
1: So they're not putting them on eBay? Well, no. no. I'm not trying to flog them off to <laughs> <laughs> the highest <laughs> bidder. Oh, no, no, no,
2: and it's not one of those ones where you say, oh, yes, I'm enjoying that.
0: <laughs> no. And what they had been doing as well is actually making it a, a public event. Yeah, yeah. That was a, a nationwide law. You don't do it in public. But in April, Archie passed a law to... Be able to do it. Yeah. Hmm. It's rather brutal. Hmm. The recent one that I've referred to is the fact of, of flogging a couple of men who were accused of having homosexual sex. Now, there's a few steps in the process of identifying that the fact they are that, but I'm sure it's a process that is liable to misinterpretation. And if you hated a couple of people, I'm sure you could get them yeah. sorted.
1: The other crimes. People were flogged for drinking and selling alcohol. Yeah. And this is a really bad one. Showing affection in public. Whoa. Mm. Who would want to live within Cooey of that
0: law? Well, I mean, even if they were interested in soccer, Mm. any of the soccer players. They
2: wouldn't be able to touch one another on the bum, would they? Oh. As they ran past, the kicking and go,
0: oh, good. Or, well played, or, or, or congratulating or each other at with a the the hug of the match. or a kiss. Yeah, yeah, yeah. wow!
2: I tell you what, there was a lot of hugging and kissing going on now in the football.
0: see, that's the opposite of show love. Mm, mm. Love rules.
2: That's right. I don't think they show love in the, the ordinary way. Um, it's one of those places, but um, it, it's just beggars' belief that people could believe that they can cure somebody of being gay by whipping them.
1: But I don't think they're after a cure. They're just t- to make, or I think the quote so was, hopefully the flogging we're witnessing today will serve as a lesson for people not to violate Sharia law. Hmm. The the Banda Aceh official said.
2: Yeah. That's well, not the way to learn. Oh, not the way to earn respect. Anyhow. But
1: the, the Sharia, that's, like they, they don't want to educate girls either, do they? Oh. Yeah, it's
0: well, some countries have got yeah. a form of Sharia law. Do that, mm. and probably even
1: driving cars.
2: It's probably like a lot of these religious things that they have their own ways of interpreting the law of what yeah. they want done. But
1: yeah. you still got to remind these people this is 2018.
2: Yeah, but they still don't live in 2018. Oh, uh, clearly, they live. They live way back in the start of the um the dark ages. The ages. Yeah, well, right. Yeah. Um,
0: Does appear to be oppression of women by the majority by men.
2: Hmm. Oh yeah, well that's that's why most religions were started, I think, to get so that men had control. Because in in the very olden days, it was mostly all matriarchal societies. You know, the women were in control of everything because the men were having to go out and fight and find food. Is similar to the uh, indigenous society here in Hmm. Australia, but um, because when you when you think way back into Days before they had um, Christianity, the women would be the ones that had the the insight into what was going on in the world and all this sort of thing, you know. But they, that was completely kiboshed once they started bringing it's in because
1: they spend all day on the phone telling That's gossip. That's right. <laughs>
2: <laughs> but it's, it, it was the whole change of society when they brought in all the, the written down. Um, like the New Testament, the Old Testament, that sort of stuff.
0: Mm. Well, it's pride season in the Northern Hemisphere and, of course, those parades and Mm -hmm. demonstrations are part of the breaking down of attitudes and barriers to general acceptance that's right now yes. in russia you can't do that oh no you no. can't have a gay parade yeah. oh my goodness and i don't know that in archer you would but i understand that in in, in uh, jakarta and a couple of those bigger cities the huge they've been able to have yeah gay parades
2: yeah. but talk about you said mentioned russia just a while ago there was some big thing about somebody was singing out homophobic slurs at the football, and um, they, they were going to look into that in oh. Russia. You know, they're, they're really hard down on the on the gay community in Russia mm, as well, but. They're still having their um, gay pride marches all around the the, um, Northern Hemisphere and still having wonderful times. And
0: beautiful weather. And they have
2: had great weather,
0: yeah. And in fact, I would have to say that Fred Nile has had no influence at all.
2: No, not at all. But um, they had... uh, had
0: climate change was beating everybody.
2: That's right. But see, in Glasgow for climate uh, pride march, they had um, Nicola Sturgeon, who was the chief minister of Scotland. She led the parade. Wow! She's the first person to lead a country to lead a gay and lesbian pride march. Good on her. She's a wonderful woman. She speaks her mind. Boy, does she ever!
1: Strong opinions held by a Scottish person.
2: Yes. Is this possible? <laughs> oh, golly. Yeah. Well, look at what they did. They, they didn't want to be part of England at the, at the beginning, did they? Well, they still don't. <laughs> they still don't actually, yeah. and and they were the great friends of the French, of course, which upset the English very much as well. Yeah, yeah. You know, oh. Scottish people have always been very, very.
0: They, they swap their affections around oh, yes, quite yes, frequently. Yes,
2: that's true. But then they had to realize that they couldn't beat the English at the time, so they had to join them, yeah. mm. especially when the king became the king of England. Yeah, George no, the sixth, James the sixth became James the first, or something.
0: They inherited their king.
2: That's right, yes, yes. Yeah.
0: But on the weekend, just gone, there is a, an event that is gathering a little bit of... Recognition? Recognition, yes. Because uh, I'd never heard of it, I must admit. And it's the most Wuthering Heights Day ever. Is sort of celebrated on, I think, the third weekend in July.
2: So that would have uh, been about the 14th of July then, would here in Australia, I guess. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And well, the weekend just gone.
2: Yeah, that's right. Yes, it is too. Yeah, Mm.
0: and I didn't see any reports of uh, a parade or an assembly or anything. I
2: did. I saw it on telly. Oh right, they had it on television. I think I can't remember whether it was Saturday morning or Saturday evening or something rather. But there was all these people dressed in red. And they were all having a wonderful picnics and barbecues and all sorts of things. And they sort of said it was Wuthering Heights Day. And I thought, what the hell's that? <laughs> <laughs> I had to admit, I had never heard of it. Well, this but, is
0: where a, a song <laughs> is recognised through its video format more than its Aura
1: oh, format. Right. Well, it says they recreate the music video. I, I don't actually recall I the music the, video. I, think, oh. I haven't seen the video
2: either.
0: Oh, well, well she's in this red wispy frock. Yes. And she's waltzing around on the, the ah. hillside sort of thing and doing all these sweepy
1: ballet moves mm-hmm. sounds like a rip up of sound of music well not <laughs> quite <laughs> uh, no.
0: but uh, the wispy frock gets them every time there's been ones he- there's one held here last year in Edinburgh Gardens in North Fitzroy
2: that's right that's, I think that's where this one was. Oh, well, well, again it might this have been year I think. Hey, it yeah. could have been. Yeah, I I don't, they didn't I couldn't remember where they was doing it from, but everybody seemed to be having a wonderful time and of course <laughs> uh, of course everybody's screaming about Kate Bush of course but and and the song the whole thing comes from that wonderful book by Emily Bronte. Yes? Wuthering Heights. Yes. Here's Kate on the windy moors we'd roll and fall in You
1: joycasts
0: and show blogs, go to joy.org.au You're with Gordon, Phil and Chris. Been there, done that. Joy 94.9. Have you regained your composure after waltzing around on the the hilltop in your red dress?
2: Oh my god. Watching that, I I just didn't realise how stupid it looked. (laughs) <laughs> the guy Surely with the smoke he. machine. And oh, it was out in the paddock with some trees behind her. <laughs> and it was, to me, it looked so stupid.
0: I think that's the whole thing. It's an opportunity to send up the
2: whole song. <laughs> I think it must have, because she was going through skating moves in the grass and she was doing
1: all sorts of weird and wonderful things. Yeah. She might have just let the music carry, carry her, her away. away. <laughs> Which they should really have literally done.
2: <laughs> I like the song, but I don't like the video, I must admit. I think the song's very clever. Yeah, And, of course, she lived on it for years and years and years. It's with Cathy and Heathcliff. Yeah, Heathcliff, yes. He was the heartthrob of the thing there. Yeah.
0: On the 19th of July, 1799, the Rosetta Stone was discovered. It was a, one of those big world mysteries. Holding the key to unlock the secrets of ancient Egyptian hieroglyphics.
2: Mm, that's a beautiful mm. piece of stone. It's, it's purple purple marble actually. is what it yeah. what, what what it's a great big piece of purple marble. Well, it's not a very big piece, but it's in the uh, Victoria and Albert Museum in London. Anybody can see it. It's just there. And you wonder what it is because it's, it, it held the key to working out what was actually happening in Egypt in the uh, olden days, in the, way back They're centuries very ago.
0: sneaky. This, on this particular stone was the same sort of story represented in three different scripts. Not in English. No, they hadn't invented that at that stage. It was Greek, Egyptian hieroglyphics and Demotic Egyptian.
2: Mm, mm.
0: Now, the Greek passage stated certain things. It stated that all three scripts were identical in meaning, and because the the Greek was well known, the stone was the key to deciphering the hieroglyphics, that a language that had been thought to be dead for quite some couple of centuries, yeah, yeah. You know, a couple of thousand years, millennia.
2: But the 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 man that worked out that the whole story that in the Greek section was what was being done in the hieroglyphics Mm. opened up the whole of the thing so that when the other when people went into the into the tombs of all these people they could actually read what was going on so he opened up that whole aspect of it
1: but the guy figured it out 25 years after they found the stone
2: that's right yeah that took 25 years for somebody to figure it out had 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 today's modern technology they probably would have fixed it up in a few seconds
1: what was it though was it the Something to decode what 's painted on the walls or etched on well, the walls well, no, all, no
0: all the tombs, what was discovered in the tombs couldn 't be read until there was a, an unlocking code until okay. they deciphered and using the Greek to determine the language was uh, well by was the time the they once, once the,
2: twenty five years after they found the stone and the, and the chap worked out that the greek thing the Greek story was exactly the same written in the hieroglyphics and the Greek dem- and the demotic. Uh, language they were able then to sort of say well those those hieroglyphs meant this yeah. so that then they could go into the tombs and read exactly what was in the tombs
0: and glyph of course is a a representation mm,
1: mm,
0: mm. So rather in, than writing, words, writing they words they drew pictures they drew pictures
1: the big question is why if the ancient Egyptians were trying to tell their story mm-hmm. to future generations why Decode it, or why code it? Well, why I, not just say it? Well, they, well,
0: well, talk about that that space piece of space junk that went past all the planets and left our uh, universe or our our solar system mm-hmm. heading its way. Just imagine what anybody discovering that would think of two naked objects standing there. What on earth are they doing? Okay, not so, like we had, us at all. so we had we had our
1: our high tech. LP record that's edged right, on it. Yeah. If they ever figure out how to play that,
2: yeah, that's going to be fun, isn't it?
1: But see, that's that's to explain ourselves. Are you saying this stone? That's what,
2: that's what the that's what the Egyptians were explaining about the king's life and what had been happening, or what have, was in the tombs? Because most of these these big tombs that they found were uh, the tombs of royalty, mm. and so that they could work out who they were called and what they were, you know, and all this sort of business. By, by once they worked out what the Rosetta Stone was and what it was saying, they could then interpret that back onto the walls of the tombs of everything and then they could work out who was what and why and where. And You'd think they could have done more than one stone. But even the, even the modern Egyptians didn't know this language. This is the point, you see, because they knew yeah. about the things there, but they didn't know how to wear, how to, what it meant because it had been buried for so long things had changed and i think they by then the egyptians had learned about three or four different languages because the greeks were there and the arabians were there and all the rest of it Mm. you know so i think that's possibly i'm just surmising here that that's possibly why they should have done a video instead i should have think so (laughs)
1: had had them (laughs) dancing
2: dancing around in the sand (laughs) in a red
0: dress (laughs) well i have some technology at home It was a one-hit wonder. It was a very short-lived form of technology called a mini-disc. All right. It was digital recording, but it was digital fidelity. It didn't have any scratch or whisper or hiss or anything like that. And it was compact and it was pretty good. It wasn't like the old cassettes which had a little thin tape that fell out and got mangled. Or some of the modern things. But it was it was an early precursor to what Monsieur Apple got out with his iPod.
1: Yeah, the iPod's just a player though. The the mini disc you could actually record on. But it was essentially a victim of its timing. Yeah. It turned into a solution to a problem that never turned up. (laughs) And then the CD came out with a very high capacity for music storage. Yeah. And really the poor, well, poor Sony, because they were the only ones who bothered to make it, had to sort of swallow their pride and say, oh, well, we'll get them next time. We failed on that one. We'll do something (laughs) else, yeah. Zero, do you, technology does tend to
2: move. Look at the time.
0: Oh, it is. It's, yes, coming close to the end of this little shore.
2: God, where did that hour go?
0: No, not quite this hour so far. Oh, well, we've got a bit more. Is there anything else we should perhaps mention? Talk about technology being out of date, but uh, sometimes you've got to name things. Uh, oh, well, yes. And well. the name continues on and on and on. Well, it wasn't this place wasn't called that until this on, man said it. <laughs> on the 14th of July, 1814, the book in which Matthew Pr- Flinders proposed the name of Terrorist Australis for the southern continent is actually published. It had been written on maps, but... It was the great southern land, and that's what terra australis means. That was a general descriptor of land mass, and you couldn't keep always calling it the great unknown land, or like New Zealand, the the, uh, the land Made of, of the white, white crowd. Yeah. yeah, although if you were Kiwi, you could call it that.
2: Te Aura. Yeah. Hmm.
0: However, uh, Matthew Flinders proposed that... Uh, terra australis actually been abbreviated and became australia the (laughs) name officially adopted in 1824 and his book uh, was published 10 years earlier sort of making it the way to go
1: the terra is just terra firma terra firma firma. land land yeah
2: yeah Yeah. Yeah, nobody knew what to call it new south wales was the whole half of the Australian continent on the east coast.
1: So that's where Westfield named their shopping towns. That's right, yeah. Northland, Eastland, Southland, that, yeah, so right. imaginative.
2: Yep, yep. And then WA was sort of New Holland because they thought that was part of... Um, yeah. That's what they called it because the Dutch were the first people there, yeah.
1: That's where they built the first Dutch oven. Is it? I don't know, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> we won't go there. No. Thank you very much indeed. Keep that under the streets.
0: <laughs> yes. Okay, it is time... Gordon and Is it? Phil, oh. and dear listener, and oh, look! Thank what? you, Nina, for your joy membership. Much appreciated. Oh, good on yeah. you, Nina. cupcake. Yeah. and
2: cupcake. And cupcake.
0: That, that's right.
2: Gorgeous cupcake. And still creating havoc, I bet.
0: Oh, I'm sure. <laughs> In a nice way. Nice way, yeah.
1: All right. Well, we just say what we say. will say
0: cheerio, and cheerio, and bye week,
1: for now. And we'll sing the Mickey week. Mouse Club closing theme. What was that? Well, I'm not going to sing. <laughs> <it>. <laughs> M-I-C. See you real soon. See you real soon. Why? Because we love you. <laughs> I don't think we'll go there. No. no.
0: Cheerio for now.
2: Bye for now. Oh. Bye. Joy 94.9 in Melbourne. joy.org.au
1: for the world.
0: This Joycast is a free service brought to you by Joy 94.9. Support Joy 94.9 by becoming a member at joy.org.au.